here. How the fuck am I drunk? You got the the Joe Kent special going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is Bill After from OneWrestling.com, and I listen to the Ford Wrestling Fan. <laughs> It's Sunday, it's 2 p.m., it's Board Wrestling Fan, it's episode 240. And it opened with me ha- saying I had two sips of beer and I'm already fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks, JT gets drunk off of two sips of beer. We don't lie on this show. <laughs> no, he's just never a sober. He's just <laughs> still drunk from yesterday. Right, right, it's just, uh, it's boosting his drunk from yesterday. I don't know if I was actually drunk yesterday. I don't know if I actually get drunk anymore. I don't know. <laughs> you just stumble through life and can't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, sobriety is a state of mind. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, technically, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. I, I only lie about the truth, guys. You know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Coaster opening his beer. Nope, monster this time. Oh. Well, he needs to uh, he he needs to be prepared wait, for this uh, this wait. run for his his Pinterest projects. Well, I was oh, just Jesus God. I was just gonna say I was just gonna say, are you ready? Getting ready to go to bed, coaster? Oh no, I'm I'm on my my I think my third monster. I drank a pot of coffee earlier today. He's on the I'm, road, man. Yeah. You drink, you drive, you spill, bud. <laughs> Yeah, caffeine because cocaine's expensive and Adderall will get you suspended. <laughs> I just got out of bed like an hour ago. I've already offended two people today, and hey, it's time for board wrestling fans. So let's see how many more we can. <laughs> you, you were you were asleep posting on Facebook then, but I must have been. No, I was in bed posting on Facebook while watching Animaniacs after offending you, people. You posted a goddamn bed so that fucking bed selfie. <laughs> what the cat? Our work here is done. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, Joe, my pinky is pink, dude. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We're here to alienate our non-audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Laura. Laura is online. I don't know if she's listening. She's asking if Andrew's on the show, so I said yes to get her to listen. So <laughs> I like fucking with my ex-Twitter wife. <laughs> I. She's your ex-Twitter wife now. Yeah, she, that was, I, I dumped her during my vacation, remember? Ah, yes. <laughs> Tell her George is on. She'll oh. come running. Oh, yeah, she totally will. <laughs> she, yeah, but she'll know I'm lying then. Yeah. I, I'll tell her, though. Because that's, that's one out of the two people that will run. <laughs> he finally, after all this time, deleted me from Facebook. Oh, nice. wow. Nice. Yeah, I, I still have him on my, my thing. Uh, I saw he, him. I think I saw he, him. He deleted me from Facebook. G E O R G E J O R. Yeah, he's, I still got him on here. Huh. Yeah, no, he, he deleted me. Huh. I was out with somebody the other night and they go, they, uh, they were, it was a photographer and she was shooting a band. Uh, that was playing after From the Ashes. And afterwards, we went to dinner, and she's like, I didn't know George was in From the Ashes. I'm like, yeah, you didn't know that? And she's like, he fucking hates me. 
<laughs> you know, oddly enough, that there there used to be a band here in Syracuse called From the Ashes, and they changed their name to Thoughts in Reverse. <laughs> Fun fact. That is why I call them generic band name number 37. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I delete the Joe. He no give me any extra dress ruffles. Oh, oh, oh. Generic band name number seven. <laughs> 37. No, 37. 37. How many decks? What's On that? the way to the parking lot, how many? <laughs> I'm 37? Which is why I call them generic band, no- ba- band name number 37. If 37! You 30- <laughs> if you thought 37 was a lot, boy, I'm going to be sucking dicks left and right. <laughs> I was son of a bitch. Someone needs to isolate that. <laughs> Just JT saying I'm going to be sucking dicks left and right. <laughs> Some interesting Google results. Oh, George! Wait, wait. Oh, George! George liked the video I posted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, just we were speaking of George, and he's fucking liking one of my posts on Facebook. Now you're friends again. <laughs> well, he's 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 still in the uh, yeah Facebook group too, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. I think so. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Extra dress ruffles on Facebook. Um... <laughs> I'm sure there's a page for that. Bored with fat people members. There we go. Let's see. Let's see. There's me. There's me at number one, of course. Noyce, Drow, Lee Muller, Coaster, Chris from Chris from um, Wrestling Tees or whatever that, that Booker Tees. Booker Tees. Yeah. Sorry. Joe. 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 Like four lines down. Double C. At least I'm ahead of double C. <laughs> Drunk redhead, Roddy Rodimus, Aaron from Booker T's. Let's see here. I don't see him. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. No, I don't. Oh, he's not in here. I don't see Ooh. him in here in the members. Oh, not anymore. I don't see him. He must have left. The more you know. <laughs> do 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 do. It's <laughs> not much of an exclusive club when there's 35 members. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 30 members. 34. I have 34 on here. Yeah, with five admins. <laughs> yeah, I can take care of that. <laughs> Which yes, is the four of us minus Coaster. Why, why is Coaster not administration here? That, that I have to, I have to say something about that. Let's see here. Because uh, nobody, bo- nobody wants me admin. responsible for anything. <laughs> I've got to remove JT. I got 33 admin. members. Done, done and done. <laughs> I'm going to remove you from the group, JT. Coaster is now administration and and the group. (laughs) As G deletes me. (laughs) Yeah, he can add you back. (laughs) Brother John, I know you'd come. You you don't want to be a part of a group that would have you as a member anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Third reason Groucho Marx. I only carried, I only made sure the bills were paid for this site for how many years? (laughs) Oh, I created this shit. I have, like, ultimate authority. This is awesome. Who should I delete next? <laughs> What's with Canadians inventing shit? Yeah, they they sometimes do. Especially when you're from Winnipeg and you, you invent the first Western championship ever in the G1, eh, Drew? Yeah. I marked up. Oh, no. It, I kind of haven't 
slept yet so i'm just like uh okay because there's you know four shows plus the finals the finals just ended airing at 7 30 this morning and so had to add some stuff to all of the notes but oh my god holy shit and everything else you could possibly think of to say <laughs> it is amazing in all kinds of unexpected ways and uh yeah Sounds like Canadian. you need Monster more than I do. Uh, isn't that the <laughs> truth? I mean, uh, I was only up till like 3.30 this morning playing WWE 2K16, and <laughs> yours you're truly is the number one contender for the NXT title. Hmm. <laughs> Yay, our first Yay. legit... We'll have our first legit BWF champion that didn't have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to beat Kevin Owens. That's all. Well, good luck with that. Well, yeah, I lost to him once in a triple threat mm-hmm. against Raven, of all people. Nice of them to hire that young up and come a Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Raven. Hmm. After a few years yeah. in developmental, he'll probably be, be dead of old age. Well, he, he, he wasn't even on the roster. It was just like an uploaded creative creator wrestler that doesn't even really look like him, but it's kind of close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Raven, Raven, Raven. Oh, that's the guy I'm going to meet next Saturday. I left him on the Cosby show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that, that show that where he had the psychic powers? Yeah, I think so. That one, I remember that episode where they made like Theo eat his sister? That was crazy. Uh-oh. Cannibalism on the Cosby show. Uh-oh. It's a special <laughs> episode. I think I think we have some trash talking, Drow. I think Laura's calling you a witch. She goes, I don't hear him. Who's that witch talking? Uh-oh. I'll t- let her know Laura's not actually on the show. I don't know. Maybe she's speaking into a recorder and playing it back. <laughs> uh. I thought we fired her anyway. What happened to Laura? Is she dead or? I don't know. Well, no, she'd be way too hopeful when you say she did. No, no, no. She can't be dead if she's tweeting. Well, you'd be surprised. No, I I think what happened was uh, Maven fan retired because she lost her smile. And then Laura showed up and not really sure who that is. Some new up-and-comer, I'm guessing. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, why not? Go update Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Throwing a lot of bros. That'll get some attention. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about there, brother? Bro, he said bro, not brother. Oh, bro. Bro. <laughs> really, bro? Really? <laughs> Swear to God, bro. Swear to God. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, bro. We're going to hang the thur from a pole, and if you can get it, then we'll use brother, but it's bro for now. <laughs> You disrespect okay. me, bro. I respect you, bro. <laughs> You're all a bunch of sexist asshats. <laughs> well, just because we refuse to watch Ghost, the new Ghostbusters, does not mean we're sexist asshats. <laughs> even though I, even though I can, because I have Rainierland now. So. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch it just because. Well, not because there's you know it's a reboot with women. I did it because I'm cheap. Yeah. 
Well, no. Ra- like I said, like I said, coaster. Ra- uh, I'll spell spell out your it's Rainier Land. You can get you can get it for PlayStation Four, and you can just watch free movies. I just huh. watched uh, X Men Apocalypse last night, and I watched Central Intelligence Friday night. So yeah. are you getting paid for this? <laughs> Maybe, oh, like, I it's... actually enjoyed both those movies myself, to be honest with you. I was surprised yes. with Central actually, Intelligence. Actually, yeah. I heard bad things about X Men Apocalypse. I just got done watching, and it was a lot better than I heard it was going to be. You know, I th- actually I think this is probably that was probably one of the better X Men movies because I didn't like a lot of the X Men movies. So it was very very much geared towards the comic reading audience more than the, the general public. I, I I get it, I get it. I understand why a lot of people were upset about that. But you know what? Quite frankly and honestly, fuck them. Days yeah. of Future Past was an instant classic. I don't know what you guys are talking about. He said with heavy sarcasm. There you go. <laughs> I I think it's 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 really just an extension of this era of culture of outrage and critics and everything has to be best or worst. Oh, fuck them. Just go decide for yourself. If you're a fan of a franchise, you got to give things a chance, right? I think that's probably the healthiest attitude to have, with, especially if, if like you have been a fan of something for a long period of time. Like only you're gonna know if you you enjoy it. It doesn't matter what other people think. And I know it sounds generic, but it's true. So, more part of GT, man. I, I don't know, man. Like I when I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer, I was about 13 seconds in when I decided, no, I'm not gonna fucking watch this shit, because that's when oh, it yeah. said directed by Michael Bay. Well, it, yeah. Well, that that movie was just terrible. I saw the the one with Seamus in it. It was just it was god awful. The only thing I will give, the Can only thing he I still will, has his Irish accent. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but, um, the only thing I will give Michael Bay credit for that for the, for that for that shitstorm is that he legit gives he gives the turtles at least kind of more of their own identity. Like the, like you know in the comics and the cartoons, they kind of just all look the same except you know they talk different and they they wear different color masks. They at least are like. Raphael's like fucking Hulk Hogan jacked up on steroids and he's like the biggest one by far and like Michelangelo's like this tiny scrawny little the smallest one and like you know they, they, they're they more form fitting to who they are than uh, Michael Bay movies come for the explosion stay for Megan Fox's terrible acting <laughs> She called him Hitler in an interview, and he still cast her as April O'Neil. <laughs> Coasters on the road. Well, now yeah, we're we're in a driveway. Oh, you're in the driveway. <laughs> we hear people talking. Yeah, that's why that's why I had to stop my rant because it was like I, I hear voices in my head. Nobody? Okay. What? <laughs> I said I hear voices in my head. Oh. They counsel you. They understand. <laughs> I, hear, I just hear wind. I hear wind. Yeah. Yeah. Being outdoors, that happens. <laughs> I hear what they're saying. I drive all the way to Syracuse for it, but... Oh, it sounds like they're coming to Syracuse. Sounds like Coaster's coming to Syracuse. Oh, we're in Beaville right now. I better clean. I better clean up my house. <laughs> Don't forget, beer bottles and cans can be recycled. I know. And JT I know. has an extra ticket to the fair. <laughs> Who 
says I have an extra ticket? I have two. <laughs> I didn't sit there. I, I, I know. I never said I had an extra ticket. I had two tickets. Well, that's enough for Mrs. Coaster as well. <laughs> Just making that sweet Etsy money. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> that, that's what this next project is going to be. Some sort of wood gimmick or something. They should sure. all buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need to talk to you about Etsy shop. <laughs> Whatever gimmick you could think of, they fucking got it. <laughs> they really do. Oh, this is a pretty good link. The Marine Land. Okay. Yeah. I'll add this to my collection. Yeah, that's where that my um buddy, my coworkers got it, introduced me to it. So I'm like, yeah, this, this is a it's a clone site of a bunch of the ones. You always get that these as backups. You never know, man. If if this one breaks on you, dude, I got backups. Just let me know. Oh, you got a challenge from Laura Moore, Drow. She says she challenges you to a no holds barred game of musical chairs or a hardcore street fight game of apple bobbing. Mm-hmm. Is that where razor blades are in the apple? Why yes, yes it is. I don't know, Laura. You might be you're get, you're getting yourself in more than you can handle. Draw I teach for... fucking high school. Back <laughs> off. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, Laura, Laura's a MMA trainer or jujitsu trainer or whatever she claims to be. I see little difference. You haven't been to my school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's yours like, um, fuck, what's that movie, um, um, with Michelle Pfeiffer in it, that Coolio does Gangsta's Paradise. Oh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. <laughs> oh, you, that, that's your school. Plus, you're uh, really, really familiar with Japanese strong style. Yes. <laughs> that she is. So, oh, and I'll totally cheat like hell, so that helps too. <laughs> oh, work and heal. <laughs> well, my brother is a lot bigger than me, so I had to cheat, or he would always beat me and uh that's just not okay <laughs> sweep the leg johnny <laughs> we, we had an apartment together for like five years and it was like i'd come through the living room and i'd hear him say my name and i'd look up what and he'd, ddt and he'd just drop me on the living room floor <laughs> or you know sharpshooter out of nowhere or whatever so yeah you had to adapt or die Adapter perish? Evolution yeah. is a mystery. <laughs> How many wrestling theme song references can we squeeze out of this show today? <laughs> yeah! I gotta run into the gas station, so I'm gonna be muted for a bit. Sure. <laughs> so let's talk shit about him, because we know you can't say anything. Right. Like you Damn, guys but I can fucking hear you. <laughs> well, that's what you guys did to me when I was in the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rule on one of my old podcasts, was if you, if a band was in studio and one of the members wasn't there, they got to talk shit about him. <laughs> well, it's like if you don't show up to game, your character gets knocked up when you return. <laughs> well, maybe that was just our group. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so now the coaster's gone 
I don't fucking know. It's too damn hot today. <laughs> it's story of my J life. Jaina wants to kill me right now for saying that. I'm sure. <laughs> It was, it was, it's better than it's been the last few days, man. I, I, I've had, it's been brutal here. It's, I've had barely got any sleep the last few days. Oh, it's only 81 today. Yeah. Feels warmer. For pretty much the last almost two weeks, 103. Yeah. Hmm. That's why I can't live down there, man. It's just <laughs> too much. I can't, couldn't handle that. Uh, I don't know that I do handle it. I just lay on the couch and go, I don't care about anything. Just you know, go, go away. <laughs> I was, I was, I was looking for any chance I could get to either be in my car or in a building with air conditioning. I was like, I don't care. I just don't want to be home. Home is where my air conditioning is. <laughs> Even then it's fucking warm. Okay, now, 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 uh, Laura wants a no DQ game of chess. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> what is it? What exactly entails? You know, chess boxing is a thing. What what exactly entails a no holds barred game of chess? Like a no disqualification game of chess. Hey, look that way, and then you move your pieces? Pieces can move any way you want them. Okay. Including the eye of your opponent, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds interesting. Well, the funny thing is, you know this, you know, we, we know that how, how Laura is. She'll challenge you, she'll talk shit, and then she'll just back out last moment and not tell anybody for, like, she'll disappear from Twitter for, like, three days, right around the time <laughs> she's supposed to be in the, the fight, and then then pretend like nothing ever happened. <laughs> No, Laura wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yay, win by forfeit. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Default. The two sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> Default. Default. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> come out on me. Time she she kept threatening to come up here and, and come after me, and I was like, just bring it. Come on up. She's like, no, I don't deal with the snow. It's like. It's 75, and I took, like, a picture of her, like, the next week. It was, like, 75 and sunny, and she's, like, and she just kind of, like, disappeared for two days <laughs> and pretended, like, nothing was that, nothing. I even, there was even words said between us. Plus, she was supposed to be on the show, and no showed that, too. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Even, even let her have the break song and everything. What is with people calling me when I'm doing this show today? My mom called me 10 minutes before we're going on air. My boss called me two minutes before we went on air. One of my coworkers oh. is calling me now. What the that's fuck, man? That's because you're Fiverr famous. So, I guess. You know, and you're Menextend famous. You know, that, that, that's... <laughs> they don't want to get hooked up with Menextend. <laughs> I guess. Well, with somebody the other day, and she's introducing me to some friends of hers, and she's like, oh, and he does voiceovers for a, li for a living. I'm like, yeah, I make money doing that. I wouldn't say it's a living. And the guy says, oh, what have you done? I said, I did a male enhancement drug commercial. <laughs> <laughs> that had to, well, I, don't you feel guilty that you, um, that, that, that you posted that video on Snapchat? Cause if you, if you never, no, that, I know, that, but that it's, video, it's hilarious I would have never though. Found it out and Exposed it to these assholes. But it's I it's I find it funny though. It's like... you, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Exactly. I mean, I think if I did Men Extend, I would be laughing about it too. Exactly. <laughs> Mark and I both work for Slat Rock. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I haven't heard from him in ages. Oh, well, I, I still do then. <laughs> he oh. listens to the show. I'm kidding, Slats. <laughs> Shit, I've been fired. I know nothing. Literally, I know nothing. I don't... Oh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> I know what the scripts tell me. Here's ten reasons you, that you didn't know that Mark Noyce was fired by Slat Rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, can you do a British accent? <laughs> can you do a female voiceover? Oh, God. <laughs> like, last minute? I need it right now! Wait, I wanted a female voiceover. Like, I'm... The, there's a beard in my picture. Hey, you could be you could be uh, a yeah, carny worker. Totally. You can have a beard and be a woman. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few. <laughs> fair enough. Although it does still say American male. It does. American male. American male. <laughs> yes, that's three. <laughs> I I tried to get that one earlier. <laughs> Uh, that's three. Yeah. We just keep shoehorning them in. First beer is done. It took you this long? We've been on the air for 26 minutes. Yeah. Oh, what are you running low? It seems like you're nursing it. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, poor week. It's, 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 I have to pay the mortgage this week, so... Ah... Uh... Gotta. I had to pay a mortgage and go out on a date last night, so um, yeah, gotta be. I and I can't. I, I won't buy PBR. Oh come on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, man. Me neither. I had that conversation the other <laughs> you, night. You, you had to call out PBR just to bust my balls, right? <laughs> no, so it's somebody comes out. Oh, somebody comes out of the bar the other night. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I only had like two bucks left. I had to buy a PBR. I. Dude, I don't care if I had two bucks, I'd go sober. <laughs> I would oh, not drink I'll, a fucking PBR. I'll buy it and drink it, but I wasn't. I'm not. If I'm like on my uncle's boat at the lake, I'll have it and drink it. But I'm not gonna fucking drink it sitting at home. I'm classy when I drink at home, <laughs> just not when I drink out. Oh, uh, so you drink out of a glass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's actually. what gentlemen do. I can't I actually, fucking drink PBR, man. I can't do it. You know what? You guys funny? have never had PBR in a bottle, then. Yes, I have. Uh, I haven't. It, it is literally the champagne of beer. I don't care what the hell Miller High Life says. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I had last night on my date? Sex. <laughs> no, no, I didn't have sex. I didn't have sex last night. I can't. This one didn't. This one didn't put out after the first date. Um, she needed more beer. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my the original, the original, my original beat, my original um, message board beer, arrogant bastard. <laughs> they had it on draft where I had dinner. Hello. Yeah. I got audio issues with coaster apparently. Okay, I thought it was ju I thought no. it was just coaster. I'm like, I thought I'm like, I thought it was me for a minute. I'm like, hello. Yeah, I think it's I think <laughs> it's on coasters end there. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, Thanks, now, he's good. now you're okay. 
It's been like intermittent. I think it's probably as you're traveling, it's cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> now it sounds like an Atari game. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The interior of 2018 Kia Sorento. Are, are you driving through an Arizona desert by any chance? No, we're, we're actually <laughs> driving through the village of Liverpool. Oh, top of the morning, Gogna. <laughs> yeah, Belgium right out the street from Noise. <laughs> Everything's right down the street from Noise. Yeah, I think actually that's where Laura is. Laura's like next door to Noise right now. So she's the one that's been listening window. from England on on the Wednesday show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure because because uh, my boss over there was like, somebody's been listening to your show from England every week. <laughs> oh, it's not me. <laughs> like, I don't think it's Ch noise. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like you that much. <laughs> no, I just don't know what to listen to it. <laughs> Bros. <laughs> That and he wouldn't have me on his show. <laughs> yeah, Joe's kind of a dick like that. <laughs> no, well, he didn't—he didn't want you classing up the joint. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's me and Lee Muller. It, that, that's not a classy show. <laughs> oh, let's get rid of you, and it'll be classy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shots pretty fired. much. Then we don't get that Menix Ten money. <laughs> Replace Joe with a with a goldfish. Oh, you guys basically just play, like, Metalingus and all that shit, right? So. There's number four, by the way. Yeah, that's full. On this day, I see clearly what you did there. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know me. I like to break down the walls. Yeah. <laughs> guys, seriously, like, you want to have a fucking challenge? I'm game. My time is uh, now. I'm perfect, and this is extreme. is on a roll. I'd say glorious, but it doesn't sound right without the accompaniment behind it. Mm, that's true. So long, grab an orchestra. And somebody nodded their head in approval. Okay, so <laughs> now, now I've low lowered my standards. I forgot that I had this in my refrigerator. That's the last bitch I fucked. She just left a six-pack of it. <laughs> and, um... It is the horrendously terrible... Michelob Ultra. So I, I'm having a Michelob oh, Ultra. Oh, jeez, that's... Ugh. Who, who the fuck did you bring over? Lance Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, this chick that two days after I fucked her thought I was... thought I was... I lost interest in her. Well, clearly, given the beer choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, she only liked me because I was wearing a Strong Hearts Cafe t-shirt in my, my, um... one of my pro... my online profiles. <laughs> By the way, a Canadian study found that people now have shorter attention spans than goldfish, thanks to smartphones. Wait, what? <laughs> What's a goldfish? <laughs> I better look that up on my smartphone. That was a very, very, very just cheesy, happened. cheesy cracker, man. <laughs> yeah, it is, totally. Ah, oh, the snack that smells back. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's claiming she wasn't in England on Wednesday for your show. She only got to England two days ago. Okay. Which I think is bu I think is bullshit, but you know. <laughs> sure. That's nice. Yep. 
because we, we were talking about how hot it was and i think on thursday and she was claiming she wasn't in florida on thursday so okay sure oh good luck to you laura have fun <laughs> she's peeking in noise's window right now <laughs> <laughs> But noise can't see her. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I lost count after G, so... Uh, I was going to say, G already yeah. made that reference anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm winning. Uh, you think you're untouchable. <laughs> well, he's a man, you know. A real man's man. <laughs> he's a man. Of course the English What's guy's got to say it. <laughs> Uh, I think the game I'm winning it still. Yeah, but when it comes crashing down, it hurts inside. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> I played all the instruments on that song, brother. At the same damn time. <laughs> you know it, brother. While he was recording Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> no, I was writing it. I wasn't recording it. Album's 25 years old this week. But I wrote it 10 years before it came out, brother. <laughs> well, obviously, if you were writing it at the same time you were playing Real American. <laughs> Dude. Bro. You know something, brother? Cliff Burton's not really dead. I just gave him a big boot to the face and he hasn't woken up yet, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That guy can sell a, sell a wrestling move, brother. I think, no. That's not the top first wrestling reference. No, it's not. <laughs> I think the show always starts with one. Where's Bill at? <laughs> <laughs> Michelob Ultra Superior Light Beer My Ass. <laughs> Superior to what? <laughs> his ass. I, don't, I, I guess. Don't know. I think it's is... superior to Bushlight. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I would say Bushlight would be superior to this. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, that's your cue. Tweet us at Burgressingfin and tell us what uh, whatever JT's drinking is superior then. <laughs> no, no, no. Tweet it to random redhead because okay, I, fine. Tweet, I it to it. <laughs> Tweet it to both. It's not like I check the Twitter anyway when we're on this when we're on the show. Well, that's why I said tweet to me. I actually see this shit. I know. I'm logging in right now. And I'm challenging them to send something in. I'll I will open the. Helps if I type the right password though. All right. I am on Twitter now, so yeah. Tweet it make, to make sure to use make sure to use the hashtag J, drink JT drink. <laughs> <laughs> it is better than Joe Cena. That's uh, we already got a tweet about it. <laughs> oh, well, Gee, uh, I for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, what, what was the hashtag again, Coaster? <laughs> drink JT drink. <laughs> so what the oh, you're you're drinking, Michelob Michelob Ultra. <laughs> All right, let's see here. What is 
Michelob Ultra Superior to tweet us with the hashtag drink JT drink. She's on Fiverr, folks. I will give it superior than the ACDC beer. That was shit, shit was like god awful. So I'm looking at my ACDC can of beer in the office and I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yep. <laughs> I still haven't drank my Iron Maiden beer, but at this point it may kill me. <laughs> no, beer has a pretty good shelf life. Yeah. It's suggesting I follow Stone Cold Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a thing. Did I do that, brother? <laughs> Hi, Laura! Yes, let's have the giant white racist play, play a small black man. <laughs> I texted somebody a picture the other day of Stone Cold Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Oh, well. Whatever. Wrestling. That That's still on, apparently. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Yeah. Every week from what I've heard. Yeah. Gotta stay up late to watch the good shit, though. So I hear. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, don't bother and just say you did like some of us do. <laughs> no, you're honest about your, your lack of watching, TC. We know. I think, uh... Oh, Kota Ibushi and Cedric Alexander. That was a that was a pretty good match. Cedric, there, Joe. Yes. Yes. Laura on Twitter said the living brain dead music, brain dead's music career is what Michelob Ultra's beer superior to. Those guys were mysterious. Michelob Ultra's superior to recycled Bear Grylls piss. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am not half asleep and did not confuse my uh, African American wrestlers this week. <laughs> I, I'm not in Vince McMahon mode. I don't know. I really enjoyed Shelton Benjamin on the Cruiserweight Classic. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's kind of weird, though. They let Tajiri wrestle two matches in a row like that, but it's cool. <laughs> Tajiri is back on Friday nights, and we fight <laughs> on Friday nights. Oh, wait. What night of the week are we on again? Are we on Thursday nights, or are we on Sunday nights? I don't know. Ball game. You've been attempting to listen to his commentary. He, he actually really doesn't fucking seem to know much of what's going on anymore anyway. So it's all good. Well, there's one thing that JBL does know, and that's old, old wrestlers, because he references them constantly. Did you hear him on Tuesday? He's like, he's like, that's vintage. And Mauro Ranallo's like, that guy's on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so speaking of commentators, um, just from like Daniel Bryan's commentary and like the Cruiserweight Classic, I don't think there's a bigger wrestling fan than him. 
he is just overly excited about everything. It's fantastic. <laughs> that it is. That it is. Oh, I just lost a life. <laughs> so hard, man. I just, I just got <laughs> shoulder. It really injury. does sound like asteroid. <laughs> it does. I'm gonna play some ET. This will be, uh, be fun. <laughs> I'll just go into this hole here and <laughs> pick up one of those thirty thousand copies in the landfill. Yeah, that actually turned out to be kind of true. Who you know? Yeah. I just saw a random boat on top of a hill next to the highway. That's okay. got to be one of the weirdest things I've seen on the road. G's playing Custer's Revenge as we speak. <laughs> I never actually had that game. I don't remember that one. I had most of them, though. Yeah, I don't know. Adventure. I, I played a lot of that one. Adventure was cool, because you were a square. <laughs> like, I played Atari when I was a kid, but, like, when I when I was, like, you know, aware enough of what was going on, Nintendo was the big thing. So it was Super Mario Brothers. Never heard of it. I've only heard of Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario bra. hype bros. Bra. I don't know, bra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's just uh, DG and me actually watched that fucking shit last night and through the week, huh? Yes. That's too Quite bad, possibly. man. I, I, I think someone's going to be cleaning up at the awards this year because holy shit. <laughs> so I've heard. Go watch and, it. I fucking put that shit in the group, man. God damn. Yeah, I mean, I saw the link for it, but, you know, I don't want to burn through my data watching it. I'll, I'll wait until I, you know, get to Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, probably for the best. It's, uh, it's, it's lengthy. It's like three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go back and at least watch the finals of A and B, which I did as well, and I'm glad I did. But I know I missed a lot of good matches, dude. I only got through two hours of the three and a half. I skipped a few of them because I'm just like, ah, the tag team throw together. I, I wasn't, I wasn't as inclined to watch, but I'm sure I missed the, some good stuff. What the one on the the finals day or the block final day? I only watched the final matches, like the ones that made the outcome for the champions to advance, before I watched the uh, the actual final match. For the tournament, because I I didn't I somehow avoided spoilers this morning. I was quite happy about that. I dodged so, that bullet. <laughs> so then the only thing, the only thing on the finals you watched was the actual main event. You didn't see any of the other stuff. No, no. Um, I watched the final, the the, the matches I had to go to an Omega Advance on both A and B show. Mm -hmm. I watched those, and then I watched about. Just over 50% of the card. Um, I actually have it on in the background right now. Oh, let me just open up my thing here. Or is it streaming? I kind of bounced around because I knew the card without the results. Oh, we're in the main event again. Okay. Probably leave this on my screen. That was a good match. Um, and then I watched... Uh, what did I see? I saw... 
saw the Briscoes tag match. I saw Lethal, both those guys. Um, I saw the one with uh, Finley's kid in there. What was that, like a three-on-three? Three? Yeah, uh, yeah, just a tag. Uh... Okay, you're you're, you're talking about last night's show, right? The one that just aired? Yeah, the one, the one that we just. Uh, okay, yeah, that this was this morning, uh, last night, whatever you want to call it. But... Yeah, uh, so that's Sleepy Liger Hayes. and Tiger Mask versus Finley and the power of the butt. Um, I just <laughs> have no use for that guy. I don't. Um, oh, uh, Taguchi and yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put that on first because it was first, and then. I found that the non-spoiler cards make a kind of sample because I knew I wasn't going to get through the whole show before we got on here. Mm. And I, you know, and I, like I said, I wanted to watch those two final matches before I got the actual finals match to kind of see how they got there. Mm. Um, well, to get better context. So. Well, yeah. you seriously need to see everything on the most recent show because there was. Very, very little that was wasted. Um, if we're gonna, I guess, if we're gonna do that first. Um, normally, I would not care about anything that had Great Bash Heel in it, but you've got Hanma and Makabe fighting Ishii and Yoshihashi, and not only do the Chaos guys get the win. Ishii helped Yoshihashi to get the win himself. So, you know, Yoshihashi is people, and it also puts Ishii and Yoshihashi in line for a tag team title shot because they just beat the most recent champs. So, title shot's coming out of that. The best thing, though hands down the most amazing thing before you get to the actual main event was the beginning of straight up faction war between Team New Japan and Team Noah. On paper, it may not look like a lot, but oh my god, you have to see this. And like, as soon as we're done, pull it up and watch it like right now. It's that sick. Um, the guys from there's four guys from Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, one of them's Nakajima, who's been in G1. Go Shizaki's probably the biggest name out of the rest of them. The four Noah guys come in. They are getting booed out of the building before the match even starts. It's like, you know, you're, you're in our house. We don't want you here. And then they're fighting basically the dads of New Japan and Shibata. You've got Tenzan and Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata and Shibata's with them. And it was insanely brutal. It was basically everything you could possibly want in some kind of invasion angle setup. Now, Team Noah got the win. Nakajima hit freaking Nakanishi with a brain buster. I don't know how he even got that man up in the air, but you know, that part is really not the point. They were just attacking each other, both sides, and even leaving my personal bias out of it, 
Shibata was a fucking savage in this. He's attacking everybody. He headbutted Nakajima so hard he split open his own head and there's blood gushing down his face. And then he just starts attacking this other guy. And there's this incredible visual toward the end where he's standing on the middle turnbuckle looking out over this sea of guys killing each other, blood all over his face, and it's somebody needs to screen capture that. It's just an incredible visual, and it looks like no pull-apart brawl I've seen in a long time. It looked like a straight-up legit fight, and considering that both Nakajima and Marafuji have wins over... New Japan champions, you're going to see a whole lot more interaction than has been done before. They're not leaving pro wrestling Noah to just die on the vine. And the fact that Jado showed up, you had a ghetto and Jado tag team match. And this whole thing has really made me wonder, were they ever not working together after all? Did they just fool everybody? Cause that would actually be pretty cool. That is definitely a match that everybody should see, like, right now. It's just off-the-chart awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually watching it right now. <laughs> I just said, yeah, go watch this. <laughs> I, I just scrolled back and found it. Doing some dueling suplex action going on right now. Yeah. Oh, A lot of black trunks in this match, though, yeah. Well. Just saying it's Makes it tougher when you're less familiar, but... <laughs> well, it's understandable that you skip everything and go to you know the tournament matches and main event matches, but don't do it with this. Because there's some really good stuff there. That in particular. Because this is one of those setups for a feud that could go on for ages and be a major thing. In the Briscoe match, well, aside from the fact that, you know, Takahashi just needs to not have a career, I don't know why he's there. The fact that the back of his vest says the Tokyo Pimps instead of just Tokyo Pimps irritated the shit out of me. I could not stand looking <laughs> at that. There's not a good reason for it, but just, if you guys are the Tokyo Pimps, then just put Tokyo Pimps on your gear. The Tokyo Pimps is unnecessary. Uh, it shouldn't bug me that much, but it totally did. Um, uh, they're, the, they're not the, good Tokyo pimps. They're not bad Tokyo pimps. They're the <laughs> Tokyo pimps. Oh, God. <laughs> well, their hoes did not look like they were having fun. They were like, oh, God, why am I here? And I felt badly for them. <laughs> I really did. Uh, they're, they they look a little dead inside. I, I <laughs> that's a good point. I I didn't uh, I I wasn't sure. Is this because some of this is carrying over next week to the show you're going to, right? So. Yeah, there's actually a couple of different shows. Uh, the Ring of Honor guys came over to be in the finals for some of their stuff last night. And then the Vegas show, Death Before Dishonor, next weekend, which I will be attending and will provide a full report. Um, after that, 
there's a show I want to say it's in New York actually um, but that's going to be like the next weekend I think August 27th and there's going to be you know, the same kind of crossover so right now it's ROH going over there and then New Japan will spend about two weeks over here working with Ring of Honor then they'll go back to keep their stuff going so you know a lot of cool stuff coming out of that the Jay Lethal Kojima match for the Ring of Honor title that was a way better and more competitive match than I thought it was going to be because you know Kojima's one of the dads of New Japan. How good can he still be? He legit had it won. Lethal had to pull the ref in front of him and then kick him in the balls in order to win anything. I mean, he had to seriously cheat. And everybody's not sentimental. I get that. But there were some really great moments when Kojima was using the Mongolian chops and the Anaconda vice and Tenzon's cheering him on from ringside kind of role reversal from what they were doing in G1 and Kojima can go probably better than any of them and he really seemed like he was going to win it which was a nice surprise and after that they had Tanahashi Kushida and Juice Robinson with Big Mike Elgin mm-hmm. fighting Naito and Los Ingobernables de Japón. Um, Naito was just ridiculously popular there. As he should be. But the whole point of it seemed to be setting up Naito to challenge for Elgin's Intercontinental title. Which is never a bad idea. There were a couple of just monster power spots where Elgin would slam two guys at one time and you're just like he can't do that oh god he can do that okay um so that was really good but the whole point of it seemed to be setting up the IC title feud so that part's really good Okada and Yano and Marafuji up against the part of the Bullet Club. Marafuji didn't get booed. I was kind of surprised at that, especially after the massive, you know, gang warfare set up with the other Noah guys. I don't know if it's because they keep putting him with Chaos or because since he's the champ, people just like him better. But he didn't get booed when he came in with them, and, you know, that was neat. Um, Okada got the pin on... Tamatanga's worthless brother, Tangaroa. And Okada looked pretty good here for a change, but it was the post-match stuff that mattered a lot more than the match did. Okada calls out Bad Luck Fale and Marafuji, both of them, after the match. He talked a bunch of shit to Fale, but set up a match to avenge his G1 loss, because you gotta do that. But then he asks Marafuji if he wanted a shot at the best title in the world, because, you know, both of them are holding up their titles, and he's all, so you want a shot at the best title? Marafuji asks the crowd if they wanted to see it, and everybody's going, yeah, yeah, and they're cheering. 
Marifuji offers a handshake, and Okada acts like he's going to take it, but he walks right past him and blows him off to pose in the corner, so you get your Okada being a dick moment that is really kind of necessary. And once they were done with that, Masachono came out to help announce the main event, and in case anybody doesn't know, Masachono is known as Mr. August, because not only did he win the first two G1s that ever happened, he's won more G1s than anybody in history. He has won five. So it's kind of a big deal. And then we go to the main event with Goto and Omega, the G1 final that absolutely nobody predicted. <laughs> Some people said it was the one that nobody wanted, but, you know, maybe you didn't then... But by now, if you don't, you're an idiot, because everything that built to it was beautiful. Yeah, it's quite a contrast, what we were talking about this last week, and it looked like our outcome was a lock, and it was exact opposite. But those I... wins uh, happened in, in, what was it, Block A, that completely changed, completely changed everything. Yeah, if you look back at the shows from last week, because they started on Monday... Mm -hmm. Marifuji beating Tamatanga was not unexpected Sonata beat Ishii so Ishii was going to be kind of out of the running Tanahashi beat Tenzan you got to see Tanahashi being just a complete dick which if you haven't seen him do that is glorious You, I want to see full blown heel Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome just because um, this is where Bad Luck Fale beat Okada and yeah. so, by beating him, Fale stayed in the running. Goto beat Makabe, which kind of... It didn't totally put Makabe out, but it pretty much reasonably did. When they moved on to the next day, they had five possible options for how things were going to win. You could have Tanahashi, or Fale, or Goto, or Marafuji, or Okada. They all had a different route to get there. If Tanahashi just beat Okada... He wins the block and he's in. Because his early tournament losses were to the lower-end guys on the food chain. He's got tiebreaker wins over the bigger dogs like Fale, Goto, and Marafuji. So he beats Okada, he's in. Fale had to beat Tonga. But he also needed for Marafuji and Okada to win because of tiebreaker stuff. If Goto won, Fale was out because Goto beat him. So, you know, that got kind of messy. Goto had to beat Marafuji, and then he needed Okada and Tanahashi to go to a draw. If that happened, he was making the finals no matter what happened in Fale's match because he had a tiebreaker victory there. Marafuji had to beat Goto, but he also had to have Tonga beat Fale and Okada beat Tanahashi. Marafuji had losses to a bunch of those guys, so just tying them on points wasn't going to be enough. And then for Okada, he had to beat Tanahashi, but he also needed for Tonga to beat Fale and Goto to beat Marafuji, because he had losses to people too, and so uh, when you got into the math for it, it was... Not a total train wreck, but it was pretty messy there. Then we got to the last... You know, 
day of A block, and that's when everything pretty much got set. Did you watch those, or did you not get around to all of them? I, like I said, I, I really only had a chance to, to catch up over the weekend. Um, so I, I, I saw the matches that had the two finalists advance. Okay. And then like, I actively sought those out before I watched today because I wanted to, I wanted to just, I wanted to try to get some of the story that got me there. Like I know there's 19 days and there's a hell of a lot more stories. I'm kind of relying on you to help me fill some gaps. It was starting <laughs> to make a little more sense. Like all I, I, what I understood before I saw those two matches is that, and as you've explained, um, what looked like it was going to be a lock. There was a couple of definitive matches from guys that nobody really expected to have the sort of significant um, story uh, changing outcomes, and they did, and they like cost other guys the opportunity to get to the finals, which is, I like that. I, actually, I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, it actually got me even more interested in, in today, like when I said yesterday, I'm going to watch this because... I wasn't interested last Sunday when I saw, like, I like those guys that we're, we were talking about going, you know, into it, but I've seen a bunch of matches with them, and it's like, well, you know, I'll probably, I mean, if it's good, I'll go back, but I wasn't, today I was actually feeling, like, excited when I got up this morning, I'm like, it's going to be cool, you know, like, I knew who was going to be in the final, I hadn't actually seen the matches in entirety, I had to catch up um, with Omega this morning, got that match then i went and watched the actual finals then i started scrolling back through the pay-per-view and here we are <laughs> okay and by the well, way yeah that, that guy's face is a bloody mess at the end of that match <laughs> rewinding but anyway now that but, the pimps are back in the rings i'll skip to ahead and i'll let you go on yeah the, i the, saw this crap not earlier. i don't want to see it again <laughs> <laughs> well on the last day of a block regardless of what the match outcomes were there were a lot of story pieces that really got put into place that are important over the next several months. Sonata actually beat Tenzan. I was surprised at that. I thought Tenzan would win his last match, and not only did he lose it, Sonata put him out with a dragon sleeper, and that might have felt kind of wrong, but if you look at it another way, it's pretty much the only thing that they could do. Tenzan actually used Kojima's lariat during the match and you know when it's over and he had lost you know he's you know standing there hugging his tag team partner who gave him his spot in the match you know they're as close to weeping as you know men of that age will do and you know they were together the whole time and we thought the story here was supposed to be one last miracle run, but that wasn't it at all. It's about, you know, the old fighter going out on his shield because he can't do it anymore. He's finally had to give up to time and you know, the not happy ending can be just as satisfying as the win because it's about emotion right it doesn't necessarily matter which one like you know flair could not beat hbk tenzon can't keep up anymore and the most profound part of it is that eventually that's going to be everyone it wasn't that this guy beat him you know that's going to be all of them at some point or other so 
it was really kind of powerful if you look at it that way. Um, Ishii beat Makabe, put him out. Tamatonga beat Fale, and since the Bullet Club is going to continue to be a thing, it's kind of interesting that you had a brief story of a conflicted Tamatonga who is supposed to lay down for Fale because Fale's got a chance to advance. The rest of the Bullet Club is pushing him to just lay down, and twice he won't do it. So they may be all good now, but the idea that, hey, you know, I could have advanced if you had, you know, done me a solid and you didn't do it, that could come back to bite him. And Tamatonga is one of those guys that a lot of people like, even if he kind of sucks, because <laughs> he's good at a few particular things. When he's moving really fast, um, he, he's really good enhancement talent. He's not going to be a major player on his own, I don't think, but he's one of those guys that a lot of people would like to see break off from the Bullet Club and accomplish something, and they've teased that you know he's willing to think of himself over the group, and that does not seem to be the Bullet Club way unless you're the leader of it, so that could be interesting. Um, Goto beats Marafuji. The match was, I thought, pretty good. Yeah, I'm not as down on Goto as a lot of people. I honestly think he's kind of underrated. I just think he's missing, you know, that little bit of something. And what it is for him, I don't know. But, yeah, that match was actually pretty good. Yeah, if nothing else, the fact that Goto keeps choking really drives home the point that everybody's not going to win. Even if you're good, you're not necessarily <clears throat> going to win. And in our participation trophy society, that's a good reminder to get. Um, and then we have the time limit draw. They've had a time limit draw before. It's been a long time. But nobody really thought they were going to do it. In fact, after I watched that match, I checked out several different reviews where people wrote words to the effect of, well, they're not going to go to a time limit draw. They're just not. They, you know, If New Japan wants to remain relevant as a company, they're not going to do that. Well, guess what? Um, but it wasn't just that they did it. It was how they did it. Anybody who has not watched the Tanahashi Okada match stop what you're doing and watch it because it is unbelievable how they went about this. Now, you know how as wrestling fans, we complain about WWE not giving us credit for long-term memory and intelligence. This is the complete opposite of that. They rewarded us for paying attention and being emotionally invested over literally the past two years with these two guys. There were moments that were reminders of stuff that already happened. And if you had watched that, you recognized it and you're going, oh, God, they yeah, I know that. I know what that means. Like um, at Wrestle Kingdom 10, where... Okada kept a hold of Tanahashi's wrist throughout big portions of the fight and you know the just straight up bitch slapping you know that happened 
you know, it was flipped around who did it, but they had the same moment. You know, Okada going for the finish from the 2014 G1 when it was him and Nakamura, and he not only takes him out with the Rainmaker that, you know, no one has ever kicked out of except one time, but he just keeps doing it. It was just overly brutal and unnecessary, but he was proving a point that he was winning. You know, they went for that. Um, the ending of last year's G1, where you had you know Tanahashi and Nakamura on the top turnbuckle and so exhausted they could barely stand, and you know teasing an outcome like that one. But no, wait, we're not going to do that. Um, Tanahashi getting more and more aggressive as the time counts down, just hitting one high fly flow after another, and Okada's either getting out of the way or getting his knees up. You know, Okada drop kicking Tanahashi while he's just hanging in midair and can't get away. You know, all of this stuff harkened back to other matches that if you had watched and paid attention and cared, it was telling you something. And we don't get that over here. And it was a thing of absolute beauty. Okada kicked out at two right as the time expired. So think about that. He kicked out, but they ran out of time. And he kicked out of the high fly flow, which, yeah, it happens, but it doesn't happen a lot. So think about what that moment means that, hey, you can survive this. You know, it's not a given that... Tanahashi, the ace of the universe, is going to be successful with his big finishing move all the time anymore. And when you look at why Tanahashi did that, you get this whole other layer of psychology that Tanahashi hits a high fly flow and you know he's going to get the win, but he doesn't want a timeout victory. He wants a legit pin so he goes for another one and basically screwed himself out of winning because of how he wanted to win. You know, that matters, and that's going to matter later. Okada was basically refusing to lose, like, you know, not tonight, not to this guy, not to that move. And if you were really paying attention, you notice how Okada came in first? He's the current champ holding the title, and he came in first. Tanahashi got to come in second. And you add in the whole, you know, the ace is back, you know, marketing campaign that New Japan was all over for this whole event. His own company is totally disrespecting him as champion. They're acting like, okay, well, yeah, you've got the belt, but you're not really the ace, and you're not the most important guy. Yeah. All of this is incredibly symbolic. Okada has not been able to put the nail in the coffin of the previous ace. He does not have that spot yet, even now. So there's so much in there. And if you watch it and you know all that, it's one of the most beautiful things you could ever see in wrestling.
Oh, and in case anybody cares, this is the first G1 final since 2011 that did not have either Tanahashi or Okada in it. So that is kind of a big deal. Did, did somebody say Ace of Spades? I wrote that song while I was while I was a, a an editor of my school magazine. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I had to try and do a... I heard Ace, so I had to do Ace of Spades. I had to do a, Lummy, a bad Lemmy impersonation. Sorry. We, sorry. We understand. I'm sorry. Are you Canadian? <laughs> you know I am. You know I'm part Canadian, G. You know we're, we're related. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you say we get into a break song so I could get some caffeine? Yeah, good idea. Okay, Drow just talked for like the last half hour, and you said you couldn't get you. You, you were saying now you have to go get some I caffeine. I was listening. <laughs> I was listening too. <laughs> Getting caffeine requires going to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The sad part is that was just a block. <laughs> <laughs> and Noise got to pick the break song this week. Yeah, we talked about. We had several random entrance theme references, so here's one more. It's a forgotten theme song, the original theme song of the old Nexus, We Are One. And here it is. Which is a contradictory statement. Indeed it is. Here it is, Board Wrestling Fan Radio. We walk alone in the unknown. We live to win another victory. We are the young, dying sons. We live. Change the face of history
Hello, everyone. This is Bill After from OneWrestling.com. And if you're a bored wrestling fan, I suggest you order my book, Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. And maybe you'll get unbored. And we're back, Bored Wrestling Fan Radio. Yes. I don't know who that guy is, but I'm Bill After, and you're listening to Board Wrestling Fan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're Bill After. I'm Bill After. I'm Bill I'm... After, and so is my wife. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yes, we are. And I'm on beer number three. Ooh. And I got to try and stay sober because I'm supposed to go uh, visit my cat. I'm supposed to go visit my cats later, so. You have visitation rights for the cats? Yes. Uh, JT trying to stay sober is like Joe trying to stay awake. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I am very sober during the week. I do, do not drink more than two drinks a day. During the entire week. What he's not telling you, those two drinks are gallons. <laughs> so that's like an 18-ounce pitcher, maybe. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Wait a minute, I am home. JT's beer mug's like a TARDIS. It's just bigger on the inside. <laughs> I actually have two fucking Texas-sized fucking beer, beer glasses. <laughs> One of them is a Metallica one, and one I, one I got from Fresno's. Remember that place? <laughs> uh, yeah, R.I.P. Fresno's. Oh, yeah, our queen of backing out, Brow <laughs> Goddess, Laura is now back. She's now a fan of you now, so. I knew I knew she wasn't going to, I knew she was, you weren't going to end up, th- th- this feud was going to be over soon, so. <laughs> Oh, look at that. You got the rub. Yep. Noted. You've moved, a slight, you've moved slightly above mediocrity. <laughs> My mom would be so proud. <laughs> All right, we got to move this show along. It's getting late. I have voiceovers oh, don't worry. before I leave. We are professionals, after all. Yes. <laughs> professionals of what? what? Professionals Lazy get paid. Lazy, lazy ass. Beer drinking. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. So is there more to talk about for G1? Uh, yeah, we can you know, <laughs> go really, really fast through Block B. That was all Block A stuff. Yeah. Because they were the more complicated of the two. Okay. Block so let's... B was a little bit more straightforward. Let's uh, let's get through that real fast then. Okay, so if you didn't watch stuff, stuff that you should see from Block B, uh, day sixteen back on the tenth, Naito versus Yoshihashi. Seriously, watch that; it's amazing. They had it down to four guys. You had Naito way out in front. Basically, if he won, he was in. I mean, if he won his last match, he was in. Then you had. Mike Elgin, Kenny Omega, and Shibata, who could have had some way to it. They were all kind of lumped in together. Last day of B Block. Two matches you absolutely have to see. Nakajima beat Big Mike Elgin. 
seriously amazing match there. And then Omega beat Naito. That match was crazy brutal. Naito took some sick bumps in that, and that was where Omega got his knee worked over. Goto went after that knee pretty much from the beginning and got a lot of booze from the audience because, you know, Naito had pretty much done half the work for him. So those two matches are definitely don't miss on the last day of B block. So with Omega beating Naito, he won B block. So he was in. Now, when they got to the finals and we now know how that played out, the big question, you know, to basically end on is now what? Cause Omega said they were not breaking up bullet club or anything like that. Um, one super cool thing about Kenny Omega before the finals, he tweeted out that he would be um, calling on, you know, all good brothers past and present to pull this off. I thought he was just talking about, you know, wrestlers in general. He was talking about Kota Ibushi, AJ Styles and Prince Devitt because he used all of their moves during the match. Yeah. Yeah, he did. There's actually a side by side comparison of that. Uh, which is pretty cool. I can send you a link to that if you haven't seen that particular thing. No, I, I haven't. Please do. That would be awesome. Right. He used um, the Phoenix Splash and the Last Ride Powerbomb from Ibushi. He used Bloody Sunday from Prince Devitt and the Styles Clash. He used all of those, but Goto kicked out of all of those. When he finally won, it was with his own finisher, which was just an amazing layer to the story. So yeah, if you were unaware of that and you haven't seen that match, pay you know, particular attention to that. Now, there's all kinds of ways that they could go from here, but whatever they decide to do, it's pretty safe to say that with all the people they've elevated, and especially the participation from Noah, you can't say that New Japan hasn't basically, you know, replenished itself from all the guys who left and between now and wrestle kingdom it's basically the most exciting time in a couple of years that they've had because now that omega's got the briefcase which it's kind of like their money in the bank because you've got the title shot contract in there the difference is they have to defend it at every show between now and wrestle kingdom so Omega's going to have a bunch of people coming after him. Anybody who beat him can challenge for it. You're going to have all the guys who are going after the IC title or the Never title. You know, all of these different things going on. This is just super, super exciting. And if you're not into it, you need to jump on this train right now. Speaking of trains, I just heard train in the distance. I hear it. Yeah, the fifth beetle. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, though. There's, uh, I'm looking at a list. So, Elgin, Shibata, and Yoshi, Yoshihashi all can contend with Omega and Elgin. That's pretty much three of them right there, right? Yeah, and then, you know, Elgin's got people coming after his belt, and if they're gonna have... If they're gonna have 
you know, Shibata basically be the hero upholding the honor of New Japan against Noah and destroying all of them, he's probably going to lose the Never title anyway. But that would be okay. Um, especially if they structure it like they did the whole Dads of New Japan thing where just one at a time he's taken bitches out with unapologetic violence. I would be all over that. It sounds good to me. I want that all Canadian main event though, yo. <laughs> that would be very cool. I didn't know Kenny Omega was Canadian until you know the last couple of days. Huh. I I, I every, knew Elgin was. I knew Elgin. Every was. wrestler's Canadian. They just don't know it. Yeah, it's true. It's damn true. That's crazy. They I know they don't they don't seem to talk about it as much from stuff I've seen, but I guess. Uh, it's a biased thing. As soon as you pick up on it, we kind of hold on to our own. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I think he's, I think we know who the best year uh, of, of anyone from Winnipeg is in wrestling, though. It just changed last night. So there you go. True that. Yep. <laughs> oh, and his, his post-match promo, you got to check that. Yes. It's brilliant. Yes. Oh, man. I, the I, one... It, in the ring and the one at the backstage press conference, all of it. Yeah, I, he is very fluent in Japanese. Holy shit. Yeah, he is, and he was one of the people who was complaining that you know the powers that be at New Japan will not allow Gaijin, who can speak Japanese, to do so. This was, you know, the first he's ever been allowed to do it. And oh. there's there's other ones too. They may not be as fluent as he is, but he's complained about that. That you know, why won't you let us? talk and you know get ourselves over but they just they, they want to keep the mystique of the foreigner kind of thing going so that explains the crowd reaction then because they were real like they went from the sort of traditional quiet uh politeness to just like i i i really noticed that when when he was because i didn't know what the fuck i assumed he was saying what he had just said in english because i i'm not for it <laughs> yeah but but what I really took from the second half of the inner ring speech was, was the crowd reaction because it just it it was very different from what I'm used to seeing from what I do watch, you know. Well, he was apparently hilariously funny, whatever it was that he said. Yeah. Well, I was laughing at the English stuff. I'm assuming he was, like I said, he was making some of the same jokes, and and it's very very sarcastically dry. Which, if you did, again, if you didn't know he's Canadian, you do now. Uh. That should have been a clue now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of F-bombs, because we like that word. Well, the people who promo in English get away with a hell of a lot of swearing because people don't click to what they're saying, because the Bullet Club has always done that, not just because mm -hmm. they're the Bullet Club, but apparently if you speak English, you can get away with that kind of stuff. And uh, he certainly likes to. Well, I mean, what, what he says something along the lines in the in the second bit there too is about you guys wanting to like me because I'm the best wrestler in the world. Well, duh. Why the fuck wouldn't you? Oh, that yeah. was awesome. That that was beautiful. Yes. Uh, and the bit backstage when they asked him about using the Phoenix Splash and asking him about Kota Ibushi, that was the one where he just shut it down. No comment. No comment. No comment. Next question. Yeah. So hmm. Now they cut away like the feed I watched. Um. He was still talking, and then they went back to like the Japanese announced team. So I don't know. 
if there's an extended version we can expect or not. Mm, maybe. Did you notice that, or maybe just my? I, I'm assuming what I saw was was the direct the direct feed, but I don't know. Mm. But I was I still pretty happy with done. it. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just curious if there was more to it that like because like what he came out of, he came out of that and you mentioned it already of talking about the Bullet Club is is still well alive and and or well and alive. Um, and talked about how a lot of people didn't have any belief in him. Um, and here he is, as as you you noted that as well. It's just I was wondering if there might have been possibly some challenges issued because it it, it was abrupt. Like I, I well not completely like the audio faded out and then it just cut to because it was the English feed it, it was just like all bunch of guys saying stuff you can hear so the end of show half an hour of that I guess I, I stopped watching after five minutes I'm like okay they're not going back <laughs> well the only challenge he issued was when he challenged Okada when he said I've never beaten you because I've never wrestled you and that oh, right. facing Okada was the likely scenario and that was when he goes oh you people don't understand any of this anyway, and then he switches <laughs> to the Japanese. So, yeah, yep. he challenged Okada, but he didn't mention anybody else. But then anybody who has beaten him will certainly be challenging him for the briefcase, and so many people are expecting Naito to basically steal it, and that could happen. Hey, you mentioned you felt yesterday before this show aired... Um, you mentioned one of the things was this probably have storylines all the way to Wrestle Kingdom. Do you, you think it's even longer now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have some stuff established as of right now that they could get a whole nother year out of if they played it right. So uh, everything that was set in motion today, last night, is not going to end at Wrestle Kingdom at all. A lot of it could go on for the better part of a year or even to next year's G1. Cool, okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm watching this uh, Tanahashi Okada match, by the way, as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got all these links, man. It's just time. And like, like I knew after we chatted and, and folks... She speaks the truth. Like I'm only halfway into this thing, and it's a really good match. I knew I I, I would get an honest opinion I could trust about things to check out. It's difficult with so much wrestling on that I do rely on certain particular individuals who are more invested. And I, I you know, I say that with all respect because I like to be. It's just tough, man. And we are competing against the Olympics, and I am a total mark for that. So yeah, not that's easy. been a thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Even if you didn't have the Olympics, you know, it's easy to get G1 burnout and you just want to know, okay, what do I really need to see? And yeah. that's where people like me come in. <laughs> well, it's 19 events. So, I, I mean, that's, that's a question I think we can ask now. Um, is that too many days? Like, I know you love it and eat it up, but would you be okay if they were to cut that back? Do you think it might keep well, an audience infested? Well, I don't see how they could do it any differently and get the results that they want because when when G1 lasted for a week or a week and a half, mm -hmm. you had eight guys in it. Now they have 20. Right. And part of the reason it's so long is that they're allowing downtime for recovery, for traveling, for 
not having everybody just do one tournament match after another. So if you want to have enough guys in it that things will matter when it's over instead of just a handful of people, and if you want it to be physically possible, I think you kind of have to keep it as this monster thing. And you know, people who are able to make time for parts of it will pick out you know what they can deal with and you know I, I just I don't see how they could do it any differently and have it matter like it does well you, you bring up something I've, I've heard a few years ago uh, with the lack of downtime and, and we had a lot of incidences of guys working injured because of how condensed the schedule was and then they've changed it where they've spread it out well that would be a i mean that actually you know brings up another idea was maybe just spread it out even further like keep all the matches but as opposed to having 19 in how many days was it 30. Uh, would it be they, possible to do this for two months maybe well if they did that they'd have to cut some of their other shows right and we have a big and, one coming up next sunday for example the super juniors right yeah uh the the super next? j cup Yes, that's it. Sorry. Because they had best of Super Juniors, and now this is Super J Cup. Um, that's honestly one thing I really don't like is that the junior heavyweights are kind of kept out of G1. You know, they had Kushida and Bushi in you know, non-tournament tag matches, but I would really like to see some of the better juniors in there, at least acting as spoilers, so you don't have, you know, Yano and Takahashi wasting things. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. But if they expanded G1 anymore, they would have to cut other shows, and I really don't think that's on the table for them, because they'd already cut a lot of shows when um, when Bushiroad bought them, and the guy who's in charge now took over everything. They've actually cut a lot of shows as uh, a financial move. Um, the number of shows they have and the length of time they run are based on financial decisions rather than creative ones. And if they're happy with how the money's going with that, I don't think it's going to change. Okay. Well, fair enough. That's definitely... I knew. I know the new format is about two, year, two years now that they've done... It more spread out with time in between. Am I am, am I correct about that? Yeah. My memory serves um, me. Okay. Yeah. I I, I definitely uh, I'm, I'm definitely more interested coming out of tonight today. I, I mean I'm totally biased. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like having a fucking Winnipeg boy, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and the fact that this is the, what we saw was the first Westerner ever. I mean, this is a historical moment, which is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. Nothing, yeah. You know, as a fan of wrestling, I mean, we love these moments, you know, regardless of promotion, regardless of our biases. It's always fun to be able to sit down and participate in something that's significant like that. And I, I was really happy not to get spoiled on this one. I still would have watched it, but because I realized the significance, because I, I mean, again, I'm not as savvy, but I'm not ignorant either. It was cool. It was really cool. And, and not simply because it was Canadian. I mean, that's wicked. I mean, being one, but I mean, how many how many of these amazing technical performers have we seen come out of, you know, Japanese um, historically Japanese wrestling? And it took till 2016. 
Like 26 fucking years. That's insane. And yeah, he's the first one to win it, and he's only, I think, the third to ever make the finals because Carl Anderson made the finals one year, mm-hmm. and I think there was... Uh, I'm blanking on who the other one was, but I think he was the third one ever to even make the finals, let alone, you know, the the victory. So, yeah, it's, as you say, an incredibly significant moment just for wrestling, period. Yeah, I mean, there's no... There, there, I and another another thing I've been seeing a lot online, and I really hope this this win shuts it down. Is is about the WWE pushing to go back after this guy? And yeah, I mean, sure, if he could make more money, I wouldn't blame him. But I hope he doesn't. Oh, he already tweeted that out after the show. I forgot to mention that he actually uh, sent a message out that uh, New Japan. And Japan itself are my home, and I am not going there. And he put there in quotation marks. Good. So he ain't going nowhere. Well, that's awesome. This is, I mean, he's truly been given the opportunity to cement a legacy. And I don't, I just don't, I don't, I wouldn't trust the other companies in North America, especially the WWE, to like give him this opportunity to what he's got. I, I, don't, I don't see the logic. Like, why leave? Maybe five years from now, if things have changed, okay. But even then, like, what, Kenny Omega is, what, like, 32, 33? Something uh, like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's go, 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 go all in, man. I think they, they know that. They must, they must, I mean, obviously, if they're giving them the win, there's obviously more to their negotiation than, than you know, we're probably privy to as well. But that's good. That's awesome for the guy. A dude who, like, they had no... You know, no interest in a few years ago. Well, I guess a decade, but whatever. I'm a little time goes by fast. Well, I think people <laughs> would not be, you know, asking about the E so much if you didn't have Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic right now. Because yeah. that's kind of the point that everybody's making is, oh, well, you know, Ibushi's over there. You know, they got to get Omega too. And. Yeah, Ibushi has not signed a contract, at least as far as has been reported, and or at least he's telling people in Japan that he hasn't signed a contract. So, that, yeah, that's what I know too. Yeah, there's something about that uh, one of our news sites that we use for our notes. I don't think I even put it in the notes, but yeah, that's exactly it. It's apparently nothing official. They want him, but uh, well, again, the money's better elsewhere. You can't fault the guy. Uh, we'll see, but I would not be totally shocked if, you know, five years from now, Kota Ibushi's back in New Japan and feuding with his former tag team partner and multiple-time heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega. So, we'll see. No doubt. All right, let's move along. <laughs> We're running late. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, well, we don't. We only get these options, opportunities a couple times. This is this is why we have this rule on our show, and I don't know if GG knows it though. We are willing to throw all our fucking notes out the window if need be. Pretty much. <laughs> well, They're the there because is, weeks we don't have things the, to the, talk about. The fact of the matter is, is half the time you cover most of the notes, and then it, then Joe just fucking just reads through what, what we covered in the first hour anyway. That's true. <laughs> I mean, what 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 do we really have to talk about in other promotions this week? I mean, we could do that in like two minutes max, you know. Uh, or CGIs. Yeah. CGIs. 
I'll draw. There you go. That's what we're done. <laughs> Bobby Lashley has all the titles. Okay. Yes. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa have the uh, NXT tag title shot coming up on Saturday. Johnny Gargano right. celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday, Johnny. First guest mm-hmm. ever. Yes, he was. And... That's it, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We we touched on uh, Ubushi and Cedric Alexander a little bit earlier. Yeah. All right then. We probably missed something, but I honestly don't think we did. I don't think so oh, either. Yeah. What about um, Damian Sandow showing up in TNA? Oh, there you yeah, go. that yeah, did I happen. Heard about that? I actually did watch that. That was okay. Well, that was. Uh, kayfabe news report did a report on let's see if i can find it let's take a look here home kayfabe news let's see here we go aaron rex joined in tna by stunt double mizron rex style (laughs) (laughs) well while jt's talking let's take a trip to jt land all right then. Well, this one's for coaster. Um, next Stone Cold podcast. Next Stone Cold podcast. Not only will we have ads for for Men Extends, Uber, Pro Flowers, Etsy, whatever the hell we're plugging this week. It also will feature Ambrose's chat chattier counterpart Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that that uh, that that podcast wasn't that great. <laughs> Trump alleges, alleges pro wrestling is rigged. <laughs> Olympic pool turns green. Are eight are mysterious Asian wrestlers to blame? <laughs> <laughs> Reform three MB to feature Glenn Glenn Jacobs as fake Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yes. Disgruntled WWE chef quits after yet another cake mishap. Lesnar vows to conquer Phelps' Olympic street. Alright, and let's do some fuck money tweets. 20 bucks, little man, so I can pretend that I have fans. My mouth, your wallet, let's eat. (laughs) About to twerk outside of an olive garden in Pittsburgh for a couple of Puerto Rican ladies. All in the name of meat sauce. (laughs) <laughs> chill out chill out big john stud we can share the meat sauce quote quote woody allen 80 percent of success is showing showing up quote virgil that'll be 20 bucks <laughs> hey mike posner i made out with a girl with pink eye in vegas just so the buffet hostess thought i was cool cool Hey, Notorious MMA, I have a bigger dick than you. (laughs) Hey, Conor McGregor, let me know when you're ready for me to bitch slap your cornbread ass and show you what's up. And there was nothing from the Sheik this week except for what I tweeted out at the beginning of the show. I put put the Windows 98 in the camel clutch, break break its fucking back, make it humble. Because it's a jabroni rice crispy dick. Fucking Windows 98. Get Bill Gates in here. <laughs> and on that note, good night. Good night and Pokemon go fuck yourself. All right. We got anything from uh, from Mr. Austin this week? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, guys, this uh, this episode of Board Wrestling Fans brought to you by a couple of sponsors. Um, I'd like to talk to you about Blob Flakes. Who the hell do you think you are with your fancy cereal shaped like stars and four-leaf clovers? Look at me. I'm better than everybody else, so I get to eat elaborately detailed lattices of corn. Fuck you. Get over yourself and eat some Blob Flakes. The cereal for people who don't need to eat food shaped like some bullshit fancy thing. <laughs> It's called Rice Krispies. <laughs> and the other sponsor is called Bear Chip. Chip should, be, <laughs> Chip should be all about delivering the most intense flavor experience possible. That's why we hybridized our chips with bears. They will straight up murder you with flavor. <laughs> Cantonese corner with noise. Yeah, I got nothing, but that sounds like something Daniel Bryan would either eat or wrestle. Whatever this is with whatever this is with G, we're speeding along here. <laughs> well, I'm not. I only put this more as uh, photographic evidence. I was really surprised at how many uh, female wrestlers' asses have Twitters. I mean, I know it's obsessive, but like, there's Bailey ass. There's also Bailey's ass. And oddly enough, they're inverted. So Bailey's ass is actually at Bailey's ass. In case you want to follow it, and Bailey's ass is at Bailey's ass. I don't get that. And of course, Alexa Bliss has one, and Sasha Banks has one, and it's the official Twitter. So I got Twitter verified. I guess. <laughs> and I don't know how this happens. I mean, I realize the internet is a cesspool, but I was both mild, mildly offended and amused. I, I'm not surprised that they have Twitters. I'm surprised that Bailey's has three. Yeah, there's at least three. There's also Bailey's big fat ass. <laughs> and it's the way it bounces. And then in all caps, single. <laughs> so, yeah, nightmare juice, folks. Yeah, I'm not surprised that the person who runs that account is single. <laughs> this is the internet. Gotta love it. So I think my, my little shruggy emoticon makes sense. Yeah, God me. That's all I got. I just I figured I'd, I'd have a little a little moment at most. I didn't need nothing along. Sure. News. I thought I went with that because uh, holy shit, that was that's what we needed this week to be short and sweet with this stuff. Indeed. News is, 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 is stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, FuckShamus.com, Joe Never Sent, G Barkley.liar, BrickCuntsNews.Zs, DailyWrestlingNews.com, Find Triple H's Penis.edu, ManExtend.Joe'sBrokenPenis.com, NoiseReadsUrdu.org, Joe's AJ Styles FanPage.AngelFire.JP, ExtraDressedRuffles.FatGuy.Problems, PrepareYourAnus.Edu, I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller.Net.Com.USSR, CoasterNeedsMoreBeer.GoFundMe.Com, Fix FixDixieCarterEyes.Kickstarter.UK, Daily Is the Bullet Club Going to Debut Soon thread, Don't Piss Maven Fan Off.FL.Gov, uh, Unnecessary Joe Kent Facebook Status Updates, and Birthday Obsessions.EatingASandwich.Fuck. JT's never sober.tout.com, used anal spoons.biz, Joe fucked up live.always, uh, single jt.match.com, Joe reads whatever we put here.co.nz, discount heat emporium, cheap heat.com, and of course, spatula city, spatula city, spatula city. And you forgot rejoice, maven of draw goddesses here.vom. Somehow that got deleted from last week. I was saying it's That's not in. The notes are always updated before you retype them. You gotta, you gotta hit that up, dude. <laughs> How come you you you, you copy paste everything else, but not no, that? I just I clone the I clone the the document 
way before we do the show, or else I'll forget. It's just part of my routine. Yeah, I, I don't copy paste anything. I just an yeah, hour before it. the show that the new document's been made. Oh, today I think it was five. Yeah, it happened while I was still at work, and I do this show three hours after I get home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I don't do it, I'll probably forget. No, it's it's not it's not a not a sabotage of your your wit and humor, my friend. ESP. You said wit. You said wit and humor. You just lied. You said wit and humor in response to me. I know, right? <laughs> Look at me, wee spitter belt, right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> ESPN is expanding their coverage of pro wrestling with a new vertical, meaning a new section of their website, which will have comprehensive coverage of WWE and the world of professional wrestling. Bad news for those watching the edited version of Raw. Hulu is doing away with their free service, which means you can only watch it for $7.99 a month with ads or $11.99 a month ad-free. It's still free if it's $11.99 a month. Oh, ad-free. 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 No, ad-free. <laughs> no commercials. Wow. That's shitty. Yep. <laughs> ACH tweeted, Seriously, Apollo Crews, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, myself, or any other African-American wrestler with dark skin do not look alike. Hashtag stop it. Excellent what's point, that? Shelton. What's that, Shelton? You want to get fired again? <laughs> the U.S. Patent Insurance... What's ahead. that, JYD? You're the initial guy. You're JYD. <laughs> the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has denied a slew of new trademark applications from WWE, including but not limited to Royal Rumble, CWC, Cruiserweight Classic, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Colin Cassidy, and Lady Balls. In response to that's, the U, I, I think that's, that's legit. I think that's legit. In uh, response, this is, this is totally legit. I swear to God, I did not edit this one. I believe that. In response to the USPTO. Uh, in response, the USPTO said the identification of services in, is indefinite and must be clarified because it uses overly broad or vague wording. If they don't amend and resubmit within six months, the trademarks will be considered abandoned. And Gene Simmons will own them. Mm-hmm. Already does. It says applications. I, I'm curious if it's a renewal of Royal Rumble because I have yeah, no I'm clue how they don't own some of these already. Right. Yeah. That that's the what that's what why the story blew my mind was Royal Rumble more than anything else on that list. It's like, what? How do they not have that? Got me, folks. Jonathan Coachman tweeted, "I am aware completely. There is nothing that is bigger uh, that is a bigger waste of time than correcting someone. That's my point." And CM Punk retweeted it and corrected him, saying, "Van." Shelton Benjamin says the recovery time for his torn rotator cuff is six months to a year. Shitty. <laughs> Paige's injuries are legitimate, and she won't be evaluated for an in-ring return until August 15th. A Cruiserweight title has been commissioned and will be featured on Raw, likely the winner of the Cruiserweight Classic, though that has not been confirmed. Well, aren't they getting medals or something? Who knows? Yeah. No, I read that too. Medals, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, they they could always do a triple threat between all three winners for the title. That would be pretty cool. That's true. Uh, here are some plan. Here are some updates on the Cruiserweight Classic. The plan is to start showcasing the Cruiserweight division in September. WWE started making contract offers to a few Cruiserweight Classic talents two weeks ago. Some have been offered full-time deals. Others have been offered NXT or developmental deals. 
Some talent have accepted per-appearance deals. Kota Ibushi is one of those talents and is set to be coming in for SummerSlam weekend. Which, from the sounds of it, is not the case anymore. That's dated. Sorry. Okay. While not official, the feeling is that Cedric Alexander has been offered a deal. WWE has commissioned medals for the Cruiserweight Classic finalists. Hunter, it's an Olympic kid, damn it. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter, you get medals ready. You get names Jamie Noble, Jerry, <laughs> and... Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> and Shelton ready. I can make that worse, but I won't. There are more than those people in the cruiserweight. There are more than those people in the cruiserweight. No way. Those are the only lightweights we have ever worked for WWE. No wait, Hornswoggle. <laughs> no, Hornswoggle's gonna win the whole thing. He's winning the triple threat. <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor has officially signed a working relationship with CMLL, and Matt Taven will be going there on a learning excursion soon. And and also to report, they've also um. Officially signed a working relationship with um, National Grid. <laughs> <laughs> they will legit have power for, for all their shows upcoming. <laughs> this from Ramjam0920 on, on Square Circle Jerk on Reddit. Annual reminder that I am white and hate Florida. He's black and makes black music that I don't like, and no one else likes either, because everyone is white like me. Because why is right? Doesn't underneath it say a uh, hyphen HH? <laughs> Joey Styles has been released by WWE. They were reportedly unhappy with a Facebook Q&A he did on July 29th, where he spoke about his dislike of a three-man commentary team and the Universal title name. That Q&A and a YouTube video for it have both been taken down, lending some credence to this to the theory of his release. And apparently he uttered the words, this will get me fired several times. Probably. So, yeah, he presumably knew. did it deliberately to get fired. This is, this is from uh, Squared Circle. Yeah, this is not from Squared Circle, Drew. No, this, this, this. this is legit from Squared Circle. If Dolph Ziggler becomes World Heavyweight Champion at SummerSlam, I will record myself emptying a bottle of Tabasco sauce into my asshole. <laughs> and then a reply, I hope Ziggler wins with the Flame Asser. <laughs> <laughs> Big Show reiterated that this will be his last year in WWE, which may just mean his match with Shaquille O'Neal at WrestleMania 33 will be his swan song. He's putting over a young upstart on the way out. Yeah. Big Show was a real businessman. Yep. Here comes Did, the, jo the job show. Is he going to announce his retirement wearing a salmon sport coat? <laughs> <laughs> Ryback is charging $4,500 for independent dates, even though he's offering a lower rate when booked for multiple days. He's also in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and both sides are excited enough about the prospect that it's down to figuring out the exact dollar amount and number of dates he'd work. Quick, somebody three-signed cheap, cheap Brock Lesnar back. <laughs> Revolution Pro Wrestling results from the first meeting of Will Ospreay and Vader. Vader wins. 
Lola Vader wins. <laughs> Lola, former WWE guy, wins. According to the Wall Street Journal, there are ongoing settlement talks between Hulk Hogan and Gawker. If I'm on the Hulk, if I'm on the Hogan side, though, I can't imagine why you'd settle at this point. Though every ruling has been in your favor, and both Do- Gawker and Nick Denton have filed for bankruptcy protection. Settling would just let them off the hook. There will be an auction for Gawker next week on August 16th with bidding for the website and its outlets starting at $90 million. It's unclear how much liability of the Hulk Hogan settlement would would transfer to new owners. Okay, so how, how much do we all have together, guys? <laughs> like $3. Sounds about right. Yeah, Joe's on voiceover money. He's rich now. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> He's been in movies in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been on TV in in Syracuse, but that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the evening news. That doesn't count. It was cops. No, I wasn't on just on cops. I was on a bowling show. He wasn't Bad just on cops. Cop. He was on a. That's... No, I wasn't on cops. <laughs> According like to Brian, it wasn't just cops. That's what I thought he said. I might, I might have just said that, but it slipped out of my mouth. I've never been. I, I'm not coaster. I have not been arrested. <laughs> yet yet right according to yeah, brian I got, some, I got some street cred now <laughs> you're a thug <laughs> all right where are we uh according to according yeah accor- according to brian Courtney. alvarez there are three owners now dixie carter billy corgan our lux marketing although it appears corgan is the dominant shareholder we're waiting to see if the actual percentages come out. The name of the company has also been changed to Impact Ventures. I thought, why, why didn't it, why didn't he change it to Pumpkin Ventures? Well, that's kind of next. <laughs> Billy Corrigan being named President Pumpkin's Powder was 100% real and not a scripted storyline or publicity stunt. Morale on the news of the restructuring and Corgan taking over was said to be high, and Corgan spoke to the talent for about 10 minutes on his vision and hopes for the company going forward. Oh god, it's going to be a two hour long Tonight Tonight video. <laughs> Yeehaw for VP. I'm still not sure how Billy Corgan is president, but Dixie Carter is chairman. I don't understand how businesses work, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how she could be a chairman either, because she's neither a chair nor a man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Seth Rollins is banned from yet another music festival. This one in at the at the Gorge in George Washington. Washington. That's no, that's the no, not that George. Yeah, but not that George. Not the former BWF. Yeah, not not that George. Extra dress, Rollins. No, the venue is the Gorge in George Washington. Oh, yep. oh, 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 oh. I think it's just become a meme at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and go. I don't think he'd actually be turned away if he showed up. Probably not. Okay. Land of a thousand G's. All right. Well, land of a thousand me's. Me. 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 So I saw this one going around on Facebook and kind of kind of made me scratch my head a bit because it's from Square Circle Jerk and it's total bullshit. And, of course, the no, Internet I... thought it was real. I guess Kevin Kelly did a shoot interview a couple of years ago that was kind of similar to this story. Basically, the deal is uh, this was mocking somebody who was mad about Lesnar doing two moves and 
etc. Wow, wow, wow. It's called Kind of Done with Lesnar. Interesting Lesnar story here. So, a friend of mine used to work in the WWE back in 2002 to 2003. Her job in production, her job was in production, and she primarily worked on the DVDs WWE would release back then. And this is well before the WWE Network. Anyway, they were filming a Brock DVD and took a trip to his farm in Minnesota. And she said they were filming a spot in his barn and these baby birds were chirping. The production crew was about to grab the nest and move it somewhere that was not to interrupt the audio of the segment. Brock had other plans. He grabbed the nest, put it on the ground, and stomped it with no emotion. The crew was a bit taken aback and Brock said, This is how we do things around here. You don't like it? You can fucking leave. Let's get on with this. Bullshit story, folks. I had to point that one out because I'm like, really? People believe that? Okay. Well, I would say it was that was that was the time before piss test in WWE, so I would say plausible. <laughs> no, he, he's exempt anyway. They already talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Part-time he performer. Inject, he injected the blood right into his veins, and that's how he gained flying powers. But there wasn't right. enough, which is why he still botched the shooting star press. He needed more <laughs> bird DNA. <laughs> But I am glad to hear that story is fake because yeah, I was I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the variation was uh, Kevin Kelly's. I, was, I did Google this to see how legitimate it was. Uh, it popped up on like three forums because you know they're accurate sources of information. It, it, the story in his shoot, little shoot DVD was he like broke the necks of some barn swallows. That's the variation. But again, yeah. I have a plea. WWE, please sign Omega. It was hard enough watching in the New Japan Pro Wrestling free stream as it is. <laughs> that was new. Okay, last one. Sando shoots on WWE. One. Guys, Sando came out and he was being held down by Mick Hitler and shooted, insider term, on Fuckboy. Man, what an amazing fresh concept. I hope they bring Ryback in so we can cut the same promo and then bear it and then Rhodes, and anyone who's ever been released. How amazing would it be two hours every week of guys talking about how they were held down in the booking elsewhere, and they would never be held down by booking this time. Hopefully he wins the world title in his first match, unlike, unlike Cuckboy that shoved down our throats. There you go. <laughs> All right, anybody? You know, Omega has come a long way since he was in the Spirit Squad. <laughs> You can, <laughs> Anybody have anything else to add? No. I don't Fuck think Seamus. so. Well, yeah, that's a given. My calculator's broken. <laughs> I wish I had $90 million. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> we're done. I'm at Think So Joe, at Random Redhead, at G of the Internet, L, at El Generico, at Mark underscore Noise, at uh, what's Drow Goddesses again? Book Junkie Jaina. Or Jana. There we go. Okay. We are at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Board Wrestling Fan.com and download wherever podcasts are sold. We'll see, you. We'll see you next week. Or Capcom is Capcom is going to make a new video game called Kenny Omega Man, where he uses the finishers of the opponents he's beaten. 
<laughs> <laughs> I'd play it. I give it a four out of ten. <laughs>